Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. As Christians, Doug reminds us of the liberty and freedom we have been granted together through Christ and the proclamation of His promises and word. After this episode, check out our show notes on your favorite streaming platform and visit awardinseasonpodcast.org to download a free 30-day devotional that will encourage you to draw closer to the Lord. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. This past June 19th was significant in a couple of ways. One, it was Father's Day 2022, and it was also remembering Juneteenth. Now, Juneteenth is also known as Liberation Day, Emancipation Day, and Freedom Day. It's an official Texas state holiday that annually is recognized and celebrated on June 19th. Today, nearly all states recognize Juneteenth as a holiday and or a ceremonial holiday. It wasn't until June of 2004 When I was invited to participate and share at a Juneteenth gathering in Houston that I began to better understand the deeper importance and significance of Juneteenth. History shows that although President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the emancipation of slaves effective January 1st of 1863, it wasn't until June 19th, 1865, when Union troops arrived to enforce the federal orders and Army General Gordon Granger read the federal orders in Galveston, Texas, proclaiming that all slaves in Texas were already free. Although slavery was abolished in 1863, many of the Gulf Coast did not even hear about their freedom until June 19, 1865. That's nearly two and a half years after the emancipation. So today, we join in recognizing the significance and importance of Juneteenth in our history. Now, as a Christian, I'm also reminded of the liberty and freedom we have been granted together through Christ and the proclamation of His promises and His word to us. The message of the cross is good news, for we have been liberated through the work of the cross. Yet many of us at times are not even aware that we are free indeed. Like a person who is an heir or recipient to some sort of fortune or other inheritance, yet we have not heard the news. Many of us are living far short of God's intentions. I am personally reminded of Paul's words in Galatians 5 verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, or given us freedom, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Another scripture that applies, I believe, in Galatians 5.1 is Galatians 5.13, when it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. I love John chapter 8, verse 36, when it says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Yes, we are free in Christ. And through Christ, together, we have been given this incredible stewardship, the ministry of reconciliation. We have been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus, and He's given this stewardship, this ministry of reconciliation to cross our barriers, our racial, denominational, generational lines, to meet at the cross of Christ together. So as I ponder this past June 19th, the significance of Father's Day and celebration and remembering Juneteenth, I also realize that we can do nothing without Christ, that we need His ministry in us to do a work through us. We don't camp in the past, but we do have to look at the past, look at history, bring it to the context of where we are so we know where we're going together. Speaking of Father's Day, you know, each Father's Day we honor men who pursue the Father's heart for their families 
as well as those who may need to know the love of the Heavenly Father. But as we celebrate, we must not forget the millions of children who are growing up without a dad in the home. A recent Fox News article from June 17th was published just prior to Father's Day, and it stated this, Father's Day is this weekend, but as we celebrate, we must not forget the millions of children who are growing up without a dad in the home. There is little doubt that America is experiencing an unprecedented fatherless crisis. It goes on to say that approximately 80% of single-parent homes are led by single mothers, therefore leading to nearly 25% of our youth growing up today without a father in the home. This staggering statistic has not only destroyed the nuclear family, but has devastated communities across the nation. Data, according to the United States Census Bureau, shows that nearly 18.5 million children grow up without their fathers, which has in turn led to the United States owning the title of the world's leader in fatherlessness. We know that fatherhood is essential to the development of our children, and the increased involvement of fathers in the home leads to better results on a wide variety of outcomes, from economic prosperity, increased academic performance, to improved social mobility. Fathers in their respective homes continue to be a key indicator of success for all children across racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. As I read that article and other statistics that we see happening in our day today, we all do recognize the attack on fatherhood and fatherlessness in America. On so many fronts, there seems to be an undermining of the role of the father in the home and the role of men and fathers in America. As I began to reflect on this article and other statistics, I began to look back at the last 30 plus years when I've been writing a lot about the fatherless generation. I first began teaching more extensively about it in the late 1980s, and then I wrote the book The Fatherless Generation in the early 1990s. And later it became known as Hope for Fatherless Generation. Then I wrote the book Who's Your Daddy Now? And then the last couple years came out with In Search of a Father's Blessing, The Cry of a Generation. Although the statistics may have changed over the decades, there continues to be a crisis in our nation of fatherlessness. In today's world of challenges and complexities, there are so many things that try to undermine our biblical manhood. It's sometimes difficult being the men we need to be, yet more than ever there is a need for godly and courageous men and fathers. Being a man for Jesus because he became a man for us is at the core of courageous manhood. Many find it difficult, though, to understand the love of the Heavenly Father because they have not experienced or found love from their earthly fathers. But through Christ, we have been given an inheritance by our Heavenly Father so we can confidently steward what He has entrusted to us. I love this quote by D.L. Moody. In fact, it was written by Henry Varley, who wrote to D.L. Moody and said, Moody, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to Him. I love this other quote also by D.L. Moody. There is no limitations to those who have been in the presence of the Lord. Paul Cole, the president of the Christian Men's Network, says, The fate of every society is determined by the character of its heroes and the strength of its warriors. You see, every man dreams for a chance at greatness. But we need more men who will take a chance and live the dream, to walk in the grace that God has given us to be the men, the fathers, the husbands He's called us to be, to be the mentors, to be the coaches, to be those involved in this fatherless generation, to see the grace of God poured upon it so we can see the future of our prophetic generation arising, preparing the way for revival and the coming of the Lord. 
Yes, there's a lot of obstacles along the way, but I remember this, that champions are not hindered by obstacles, but determined to overcome them. So what is biblical masculinity? How does it differ from the portrait that our cancel culture paints of men? See, Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, the founder of the Christian Men's Network, used to say this, being a male is a matter of birth, but being a man is a matter of choice. He used to say also, maturity is not based on your age, but on your willingness to accept responsibility. See, I believe that God is calling each of us to be heroes and champions to our generation. And just like D.L. Moody's quote, that there are no limitations to those who've been in the presence of the Lord, I believe there are no limits to what God can do in and through our lives if we're surrendered to Him. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17, the Lord instructs us to defend the fatherless. We are in a crisis of a fatherless generation, but here's what the Lord says, defend the fatherless. Now, how do we do that as believers? The first thing I believe is that we recognize we can do nothing without Him. One of the first things I've learned over the decades is that I need to be a man for Jesus because he became a man for me. I need his abounding, amazing, and great grace. I can't do it on my own. There's a story of a homeless man that I helped out one time, and I remember he came up to some people looking for me, and they said, well, can we help you? I said, no, I've got to find Doug. He became a man for me, so I want to become a man for him. And I realized how prophetic his statement was because beyond me, what it really is saying is that we need to learn to become a man for Christ because he became a man for us. See, while I was in the middle of my sin, while you were still yet in your sin, Jesus became a man for us that we might become a man for him. Scripture says that because of one man's sin, Adam, that Jesus came to become a man for us that we might be reconciled to God the Father. You see, God is not looking for our perfection, but in our willingness to be available to Him, it's by His amazing grace bestowed upon us. If we make ourselves available, and just like the quote by D.L. Moody, there are no limitations to those who've been in the presence of the Lord. If we learn to enjoy His presence, He begins to fill us with wisdom and guidance and direction. It's His anointing that breaks the yokes of bondage. And just like that homeless man saying, I want to be a man for Doug because he became a man for me. Every day I'm reminded, I want to be a man for Jesus because he became a man for me. I'm reconciled to my heavenly father because of him. I love this story in the scripture in Matthew chapter 3 and particularly verse 17. You may remember this story. Jesus went to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, you need to be baptizing me, not me baptizing you. And yet Jesus says to John the Baptist, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. When John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, it says that the heavens were rent, they were opened up, and a voice came out of heaven, and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. But here's the words of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he says, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. In other words, that's God's way. The creator of the heavens and the earth, our heavenly father saying, that's my son. That's my boy. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 12, it's a great encouragement to all of us and an affirmation of our inheritance by the heavenly father. It says we are to give thanks to the father, the heavenly father, who has qualified us 
to receive the inheritance as the children of the light. Now, the rest of the chapter goes on to say that all things were made to, through, for, and by the Son of His love, which is Jesus. That every kingdom, principality, rulership, and dominion is subject to Jesus now, who is preeminent. So in other words, through Christ Jesus, the Father is also rending the heavens and speaking over us and saying, that's my boy, or that's my girl. You see, because of Christ, we have this inheritance. We give thanks to the Heavenly Father who has now qualified us, not because of our own good works, not because we deserve it, not because we're perfect, but because we've yielded our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And now God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, our Heavenly Father, sees us through his son, by which all things are subject, because Jesus is the ruler of all. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. What a great picture of the Lord looking at you and looking at me and saying, that's my boy. That's my girl. Now, as men, it's not easy being a husband or a father or a mentor or even being available because there's so many pressures on our lives today. But I want to encourage you, if you would just stay in the presence of the Lord Make yourself available to God and walk in simple obedience. There's nothing that will limit you to what God can do in and through you. I look at my own life. I'm still amazed at what the Lord's allowed me to be part of around the world. And it's not because of my ability. It's not because I have anything more than anybody else. It's not because I'm smarter than anybody. It's simply because over 40 years ago, I made myself available to the Lord. In fact, my simple prayer was this, in the midst of my sin, professing to be a Christian, I said, Lord, if you can ever do anything with someone like me who has broken your heart and brought shame to your name, then I will make myself available to you the rest of my life. The Lord took that simple prayer and poured out His grace upon me. No, it's not been easy. No, it's not been perfect. Have I been perfect? Absolutely not. But every day I get up, And I get up saying, God, I'm nothing without you. There is nothing. Lord, help me to be the man you've called me to be. In fact, of one of my prayer times in the morning, I always say, Lord, help me to be the father, the husband, the friend, the pastor, the prophetic voice, the ambassador for Christ that I need to be, that I want to be, but I know I cannot be without your presence. See, again, it's the presence of God and the anointing of God that breaks the yokes of bondage. I just thank God for the privilege of his calling. It is a privilege every day to be able to say, Lord, use me in some way to let your light so shine in and through me. In fact, you hear me quote so often, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and bring glory to your Father in heaven. Psalm 103, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible says this, just as a father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him. In today's culture, it takes courage to be a man or a woman for Christ, to be a champion for Christ. I know the days in which we're living are not always easy, but I do know this. In James chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised for those who love him. May we be that generation that Malachi talks of that the hearts of the children will be turned to the fathers and the fathers to the children. Because of Christ, the Son of God's love, the one by which all things are made to, through, for, and by Him, because of Him we have that inheritance. We have a promise of the sealing of God's presence and Spirit by which we can now call our Heavenly Father, Abba, Father. 
regardless of your past, regardless of your circumstances, you still have a story in Christ to tell. We can't change our past, but the decisions we make today and every day determines our future. Next time you look in the mirror, see yourself the way Christ sees you, the way your Heavenly Father now sees you because of the Son of His love. He's looking at you with affirmation, approval, and acceptance. And regardless of if you feel qualified or not, God wants to use you by your availability and your willingness to yield to Him and to His Lordship, to be an example, a mentor, a coach, a father, a husband, or a friend to others. What a privilege it is for us to be used by God, to let His light shine in and through us, to see lives changed. Yes, we have a crisis of a fatherless generation. We have so for many years. But there is also hope for that fatherless generation. I believe that God is calling us to raise up a prophetic generation who will come out of that place of the wilderness to come into the revelation of the Heavenly Father's love through Christ Jesus and become that prophetic generation preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. It's time. It's time for us to show this world that there is hope for a fatherless generation. There is a generation in search of a father's blessing, and may they see and receive and understand his blessing because of what they see in you and me. We have a great opportunity to see this prophetic generation arise to become all that God's called it to be, coming out of the wilderness of life and preparing the way for revival and the coming of the Lord. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.